0: What is going on everyone and welcome to another episode of Injured Reserve Podcast. I know I say time and time again that you know I, I kind of you know fluctuate sometimes with these episodes and I try to stay consistent and I apologize uh, the last two weeks of schooling were pretty grueling. Uh, it was near the end of the semester and I start back up in well about a week or so so it's just a little bit of life update. But, again, I apologize for the delay. It's been about two, three weeks since my previous episode. But uh, a lot of things have, uh, you know, occurred during that little period. Uh, Manny Pacquiao doing his thing at the age of 40. A lot of talks of a possible rematch with Floyd Mayweather. Who knows how that's going to be? I can give you a a pretty solid prediction on how that's going to unfold. The NFC North. Hey, here in the Midwest, we got to determine who, who's the division champion right now. I mean, it looks pretty shaky, but if I had to have, pick a favorite right now, truth be told, I mean, man, it's, it's looking a little iffy, but uh, not, uh, not hating on anyone right now, but for anything, looking at the schedule from every single team, I can't say it can't be Green Bay. I say they go 7-9. and nine. Aaron Rodgers and the new head coach there, Matt Lefeure, uh rookie head coach, if anything. Uh, I think the chemistry between those two, it's not going to collab as talented and as unique as Aaron Rodgers is and arguably, you know, for him having a phenomenal QBR rating and throwing for 25 touchdowns and I think, you know, very minimal inter- interceptions below 10, Of last season, I think he threw like two or three To be honest with you Uh, You know, Mike McCarthy being the first Head coach in Green Bay Packer history To be fired midway through the season Um, I think things are going to Unravel within That franchise, and it's going to be An eye opener there in Wisconsin Uh, I don't think people realize That yes, Aaron Rodgers He's almighty and all this and that But truth be told He's one of the worst leaders at that quarterback position. No doubt about it. I mean, you look at it, you, see, you, you hear talks, and you constantly hear the rumors, this and that. And, you know, it's just, man, if a quarterback doesn't have any type of you know, positive bond or mutual bond, even if they don't agree with one another, they still know how to make things work. They know how to make things click. Brady and Belichick never see eye-to-eye in a lot of things. But the fact of the matter is they keep their cool, they keep their calm, they check their pride at the door, you know, and they clock in typical, like, 9-to-5 job and they go to work. They have a professional professionalism in that workplace, in that franchise. Hence why, you know, Brady has six rings. Hence why that, that uh, franchise has been to nine Super Bowls in the past 20 years. Cause when you have a caliber like Brady and Belichick, there's man, they they defy expectations. Tom Brady, the oldest quarterback in NFL history, to win a Super Bowl at the age of 40. And now he thinks he you know he thinks he can still go for about three, four more years. I don't think that's the case. I don't think he can. Cause, you know, as well as anyone, even though as much as you take care of your body, Lord knows father time's undefeated nonetheless. So eventually, you know, one little hit, one little sack, whatever it may be on that field, all of a sudden your powers are gone, you know. It happened it happened to Manning a couple of years ago. We saw that when he was in Denver. I mean, you know, God bless him, he won that Super Bowl with Denver defeating the Carolina Panthers. But well, we all know if, if if Denver didn't have a defense, that man would have never been able to sign uh, right off into the sunset as a champion. He wasn't the paint mending that we knew of the of the Colts. You know what I mean? So, and it's kind of you know it's a iffy similar scenario right now with Aaron Rodgers. You know, the last Super Bowl about ten years ago, defeating my Pittsburgh Steelers. Super Bowl 45, but we all know that as, you know, Rodgers winning the Super Bowl MVP, got to give a lot of credit to that defense, phenomenal. Charles Woodson, you know, defense player of the year, I I believe so. He won defense player one of the seasons, but I think it was that year that he won defense player of the year. And then you got A.J. Hawk in his prime, Clay Matthews in his prime. That whole roster in general is stacked. Greg Jennings, you know, leading the wide receiver core that year. It's just... Aaron Rodgers, you know, from a lot of talks, like I said, phenomenal talent, as great as he is, he needs to be modest and humble himself just a little bit. But with him, that will never occur. That's just not who he is, you know, so... Taking a look at their schedule I don't have a lot of confidence In them winning the NFC North I mean you look at it You got at Chicago Chicago they're not They're no slump team anymore You know from what they've been able to do They were you know a field goal away From advancing to the next round Of the the NFL playoffs last season So they got to start out At Chicago Thursday night That Chicago you know Excuse me. What Matt Nagy has been able to do with that franchise down in Chicago in the Windy City, it's it's amazing. You know them. No one would uh see them going twelve and four last season. I you know I even said uh, Trubisky that was a terrible decision to pick him, but you know what? Yeah. (laughs) I take accountability and, hey, I was, I was dead wrong. And I'm, I'm glad I was because, you know, seeing teams like Chicago, you know, go under the radar and make some noise, they're a scary team. A lot of people are overlooking them, I, th- I think. I, I honestly believe they have a shot at the AFC Championship. I wouldn't say Super Bowl, but I would say, you know, possibly the, depending on how things unravel and who they pick up, Get some more talent on that squad. They can make a lot of noise in the NFL. Not a lot of people are giving them credit. You know, so the fact of the matter is, you know, they they always had to struggle at the running game. Matt Forte was, you know, solid here and there, but never really consistent. Uh, they did pick up a rookie at Iowa State, David Mount, Montgomery, so I, I think he'll have a solid impact on that squad. Uh, you know, they picked up uh, also new rookie wideout, rock Riley uh, Ridley out of Georgia, and they also stacked up a little bit on their corners and Duke Shelley out uh, of K- Kansas State, Stephen Denmark. So the way things are looking, I I believe Chicago, it, they're gonna be they're gonna be a deadly force. So that being said, Green Bay they they're gonna start out with an L right away, no doubt about it. Especially at Chicago, oh my God! I mean, going to Soldier Field—that's probably top ten one of the top ten one of the hardest, you know, fields to play on if you're an opposing team. Chicago—they're they're, they're a rowdy city, even if they don't get a lot of credit for. They are a lot of die hard fans. Then they go to Minnesota. Uh, I they, I I think they'll get that dub, and then they go to Denver. I think they'll get that as well. Going to Philly Thursday night, that's an L. Going to Dallas at Dallas, they'll lose. Going to Detroit, eh, toss up because both teams are kind of figuring things out. Nonetheless, rookie head coach uh, Matt Patricia going into second season with the Detroit Lions. Uh, one of the Detroit Lions, one of their downfalls, as I stated before, you know they constantly, you know, feel the need to rejuvenate and get something fresh into that organization and new leadership. And they constantly, you know, it's a revolving door when it comes to the head coaching position. I think I always thought they should have kept Jim Caldwell, and that's one of the biggest mistakes they ever did. If they would have kept him, I would have had Detroit look at their schedule. I would say they go 10-6 and 6 possibly and get a wild card round. You know, I think I think they would have a possible chance at a playoff spot. They could have had one last season, too. They, people, people quickly forget that Jim Caldwell, you know, the year prior before he was fired to Matt Patricia, they were literally one game away from making, you know, a, uh, a wild card round. They, were, they finished season 9 and 7. And the previous season before that, they made the wild card round. They let, I mean, granted, it was the first-round exit losing at Seattle, but still, nonetheless, I mean, it's, it's an honorable loss considering the fact that, one, it's Seattle. Two, it's hard to play in Seattle, you know, the 12th man. Three, it's Russell Wilson, and he's, always, he's, he's still underrated to this day. People still overlook him. People look at the Ben Rothspriggers and the Tom Brady's and, uh, you know, the Carson Wentz, things of that nature. But they never, it never seems like teams study enough on Russell Westbrook. Or, excuse me, uh, Russell Wilson. But, uh, and it's crazy because Russell Wilson, he's very undersized for a quarterback. You know, he's only six foot. uh, Hardly, he's probably around 220, 230. But still, I mean, losing at Seattle, it's not like a bad thing. It's not like Detroit was the favorite. But yes, they still made the playoffs. If they would have kept Jim Caldwell, I would have, you know, The chances of them making the playoffs, I would give them a higher percentage over Matt Patricia any day. People expect, you know, this phenomenal, like, uh, this phenomenal, I don't know, kind of energy to carry over from Foxborough over to another franchise. Every coach that's, you know, that was under Bill Belichick has never really became successful. They try to carry that same kind of... Blueprint and that mechanism over, you know, once they get their he- first head coach In position, and it never, never turns out well. So Detroit, uh, they got a rough one as well. You know, I say five and eleven, six and ten at best with them. And I, you know, with Green Bay, them, them between Detroit, I say they split the the season series. Uh, if I had to pick a sw- sweep, I would have to possibly say Green Bay, most likely though, because it's just Green Bay for the majority. Between those two franchises' histories, Green Bay's own Detroit. Then they go to Oakland. So, after Detroit, they they got to travel there. It's at home against Oakland, right? Late, you know, mid-October, first in Oakland Raiders. A little chilly now, bringing back to Lambeau. Oakland, i got to give them a W, considering the fact that Again we gotta see how things turn out in Oakland The whole AB drama And how he left Pittsburgh ugly How he was still You know as much as I'm a fan of AB Still to this day and You know this is coming from a Steelers fan I, I'm still a fan of the guy I'm wishing him the best of luck This is a man that you know still complain On Instagram You know of you know Being let go And he he gets a, a new contract, more bonus money, and he's still unsatisfied. And so, you know, it's going to be very interesting between the chemistry of him and John Gruden and the chemistry between him and Derek Carr. You know, you go from a, a Ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl champion, To Derek Carr, who doesn't even have any playoff wins. And was so-so last season. And John Gruden, supposedly being the quote-unquote quarterback coach, I don't see Derek Carr returning to the Raiders next season. And with all those those picks, all those draft picks that he got after uh, trading away God, what's his name? I, I totally forgot his name. I going to Chicago. We're gonna he better pray to God that those picks he he got from Chicago, they turn out to something phenomenal. Cause man. To to Cleo Mac. Uh excuse me. To trade Cleo Mac and Cleo Mac just Significantly changed that defense all around Chicago. A two-time defense player of the year. You don't give that man his money. You better pray to God those picks that you got in this uh, this previous draft. If better hope him on up to another defense player of the year or or something or even close to Cleo Mack. But with Green Bay, they'll they'll take that one out in Oakland, Kansas City. That's a big note. Kansas City. They're basically the new, I guess you could say the younger version of Pittsburgh. When Pittsburgh had a powerhouse offense. This is before A B. This is when, you know, they had Heinz Ward and Randall L, Plexico Burris. Benham was in his prime. Patrick Mahomes is in his prime. South coach and Andy Reid. Then they go to, go to the Los Angeles Chargers, Rivers, no doubt. Granted, yeah, they had a iffy playoff exit against New England, but still, Los Angeles, they have a chance at the playoffs again this upcoming season. Carolina, depending on how Cam Newton is and his health status, uh, definitely we all know that he's not the Cam Newton of the MVP caliber season he had before. So, if he's even healthy by that time, if he is playing, I got to give it to Carolina. Then Green Bay has a bye. They travel to San Fran. That one is actually a toss up, considering the fact that Jimmy G. We'll see how he comes back and how San Fran performs. But nonetheless, got to give Green Bay that W. Then I got to go at New York. I give them that. Washington, I'll take them. Considering the fact that their roster is just as Mutual as Green Bay <clears throat> Then they go to Chicago, I believe Chicago sweeps them For this this Upcoming season, at Minnesota They'll lose At Minnesota, and then At Detroit, they'll lose against Detroit So, at best We're looking for Green Bay, probably 6-9-1 Or 6-10 So Like I said, man, Aaron Rodgers, phenomenal talent. But come to leadership, terrible. One of the worst leaderships in the NFL. And it's amazing, because if he had if he would have changed his attitude and if anything, we could be having a different conversation. He could have, you know, another ring or two under his belt. But you know, that type of energy that carries over. That you know that attitude of lack of accountability, like Aaron Rodgers, carries over into the locker room as well. Players, coaches, they get sick of it. And hence why, you know there's other coaches out there that speak about it. Now with, De- with Detroit, they finished fourth in the NFC North, as I called it before. You know, I believe that, as I stated, Jim Caldwell was a terrible idea. Terrible decision, and you figure as much. they last season they got they got six wins, and it would be the you know different season, same story. They'll get about six, five wins. Yes, they picked up C.J. Anderson, but he's more of a fullback than a running back. He did have a you know phenomenal run through the playoffs as the Rams picked him up during the during the time where Todd Gurley was hurt, they needed him the most and he came up huge for them but that was the Rams Detroit, this is to- totally different coaching staff and Matt Patricia is definitely not on that coaching roster as Sean McAvee They picked up Trey Flowers from New England. Solid pickup. I'll give him that. Solid pickup. Uh, You know, bring that veteran experience to to the defensive line. So, defensive line, a little stronger. But not, not overly significant like a Cleo Mack or J.J. Watt. But either way, I mean, they... Detroit just, it's, it's Detroit, people. Um, letting Jim Caldwell go and letting Golden Tate go. It's, man, it's just one of those things that it, things won't change there in the Motor City until leaders, overall leadership, a new ownership, new GM. But until then, Detroit's going to do the same old thing a lot of diehard lions fans out there I know they'll get their hopes up until around week five week six you know they're two and four two and five maybe three and five and after that they just start to crumble Matt Stafford as I you know I, I've said in previous episodes he's a good quarterback He's not great, he's not phenomenal, he's not tier one, but he's a good quarterback. But he isn't a quarterback that deserves the contract that he was given, which was over 120 mil. He's not worth that much. I'll give you three solid reasons. He's 0-3 in the playoffs. He just can't, you know... it's Matt Stafford. He'll give you the stats all day. That's cool. But his playoff resume is terrible. And if we're being honest, if there was no Megatron, a.k.a. Calvin Johnson, would Matt Stafford still be in Detroit? So it's things that, you know, particular scenarios like that, you got a question. Stafford, way I see it next season, He'll throw 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, maybe 12. He'll throw 4,000 yards. Quarterback rating will be like 85. And there's still going to be fans out there like, you know, doesn't have any help or this and that. Stafford has always been just a very conservative player. You see plays out there where players are running the slants, this and that. And he just overthrows the target sometimes. Now, truth be told, they do have a rising star in Kenny Kenny Galladay. He had over 1,000 yards receiving. But most of that reason is because of Golden Tate, before the trade. Most of the coverage was going to Golden Tate. Kenny G was getting open. He was getting the stats. He was getting the yards. But now, he's gone. So we're going to see how things unravel there. And it ain't going to be pretty. The Garrett Blunt. Like a C.J. Anderson in a sense. He'll get you two, three yards. Kieran Johnson, not too shabby. Out of Auburn. Solid running back. of his college days. He'll get you seven, eight hundred yards. Around four yards of carry. Theo Riddick, they just released after six seasons. Never really was significant to begin with. But with Detroit, I say five and eleven or another six and ten season. And as as I stated before, Chicago, man, they went twelve and four. I, I believe they do it again. Maybe 13-3 this season. That's how dangerous that squad is. And looking at uh, Minnesota, though, they went 8-7-1. and one. Not too bad. Finished second in the NFC North. Uh, a lot of pressure riding high on Kirk Cousins last season. They gave him a huge contract. Now, truth be told, I didn't think they deserved, he deserved that much money for it. But he did perform solid for the most part in Minnesota. 30 touchdowns, 10 picks, over 4,000 yards. They don't really have, they they have a so-so running game in Latavius Murray and Delvin Cook. Adam Thielen, over 1,300 yards. Stephon Diggs, over 1,000. So they got the wide receiver core. So with them, honestly, looking at their schedule, I believe they can finish second in the MC North again as well. Green Bay will be third. Detroit will finish fourth. Minnesota, they got an iffy schedule. But for the most part, I see them going 10 and 6. Maybe 9 and 7, and maybe still catch a playoff wild card. But with Chicago and what Matt Nagy's been able to do there in Chicago with the Bears and that organization. He's done a phenomenal job. Um, Nobody expected to do what they did last season. Uh, Very young head coach, uh, only 41. So... He even, I mean, he's, he's had you look at the you know the coaching tree that he falls under I mean there's a reason why Uh, Andy Reid he coached under That's a big reason and like I said I mean they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in the wild card game and that was only because of a missed field goal so Chicago 12 and 4 13 3 at best Minnesota Vikings Ten and six at best, nine and seven at worst. Green Bay Packers seven and nine, maybe six, nine and one, some goofy record. Lions five and eleven, but it all it all comes down to the structure of you know the higher ups, how things are how are developed on a daily basis. As I said previously stated. New England, Brady Belichick, yes, they don't always see eye-to-eye, but they get things done. They know what to do. They They know what to study. They got their strategy. They got their game plan. They got the film. They're ready to work. They're all about the ships. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy. One Super Bowl. Phenomenal defense back in 2010. Aaron Rodgers wants all the credit. That's what it comes down to. Questions, you know, the coach's game plan, lacks accountability when it comes to post-game post, interv- post game interviews. Leaves a lot of question marks on the media, on the interviewers. Like saying, oh, we need to do this, we should have done that. Instead of just maintaining a professional image and keeping things... Locked down in that locker room And you know Talking to the coach man to man Like look this is what we can do better You don't see Brady going like Well I don't know we should have done this When they lose Brady's at the post game interview He's like hey You know what we just gotta gotta do better We gotta do this better This is why we lost I, I take full responsibility I need to play better Simple as that That's a real leadership. That's why he's the GOAT. Because it's more than just talent. Rodgers, yes, he's more technically talented. Be able to run, be able to throw on the run a lot better than Brady. But as a quality, as leadership, and overall as a quarterback, not even close. People, I remember there were comparisons at one point of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. It's not even close. Not even close Tom Brady has it six rings Aaron Rodgers one Aaron Rodgers is 34-35 Give or take And now they have a new head coach Rookie head coach And you're going to tell me they're going to the Super Bowl And you're telling me Mike McCarthy was a very good coach Not great Not Bill Belichick level Or Andy Reid Or Mike Tomlin But he was good Good enough to win a Super Bowl Good enough to make a few playoff appearances here and there But when you have someone under you That's constantly speaking bad about you Eventually friction is going to have an effect On the rest of the staff And on the rest of the roster So It just comes down to leadership man Professionalism in the workplace, that was actually one of my courses I took, maintain that positive image. Positive energy reflects on on how you act and react. Brady has that water effect in his mind, you know, you see how water crashes and waves into piers and boats, whatever, it just keeps going along, right? It just develops, keeps on going. So Brady has that water mindset, technically. I know it's, it's a weird analogy, but be like water, like Bruce Lee said. But either way, I'm going to take a quick little break in the next segment and give y'all's take on Mayweather and Holyfield possible sequel uh, I don't see it happening welcome back to injured Reserve. So last week, Keith Thurman versus Manny Pacquiao. For those who don't know, this is something that, for a lot of fighters, when you have them young and up, upcoming, especially like having an undefeated record, at the time Keith was 28 0, going to his 29th fight, title fight against an aging 40 year old Manny Pacquiao. And the previous nine fights for Manny, he was seven and two. So, truth be told, it really, you know, age wasn't really showing any kind of harm towards Manny. He was still performing like he was almost 30, right? Still in his prime, still looked phenomenal, still looked great in the ring. And what was crazy about this fight that stuck out the most for me was the fact that come around the later rounds when Manny was you know dominating Keith even knocked him down shocked and awe the first round right and it was the simple fact that Manny was still being Manny he's always known to be attack 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 he was always in pursuit always charging always leading the battle and It's just wild to me that someone 40 years old, over 70 fights in his career, he's still able to perform these kind of tasks, not only at the age of 40, but against young guns like Keith Thurman, who's 29. And so to take things like this, of course, there's always the talks of a possible rematch. Bring bringing Mayweather back to the spotlight. Now, truth be told, next month will be the two-year anniversary since Floyd Mayweather last fought. But truth be told, we all know that wasn't a that wasn't an actual professional boxer. That was Connor McGregor, and well, Floyd's last fight. I mean, Conor, you know, Conor was Conor in that fight, so. He ended up knocking him out in, like, the 10th round. He didn't really knock him out, but, you know, the referee decided to call it quits. And that was it. 15-0. Uh, 20, 27 knockouts, 23 decisions. His last real boxing fight was September of 2015. So you you got to take that into account that come September, it's been four years since he's faced an actual professional boxer. In the fight before that, he fought Manny. In which case, some people even say that Manny won, considering the fact, even Er Evander Holyfield stated that he won the fight. Or he was for Manny Pacquiao saying he won the fight for the simple reason because he was leading the charge, like I said before. He's always pursuing so but Manny lost by unanimous decision and that was four years ago back in May so now here we are two years later cause come late August it'll be two years since Connor and Floyd fight I personally don't think I don't see it happening but we all know how Floyd is Floyd's a big money. You know they don't call him money Mayweather for no reason, and he's probably one of the top five biggest promoters when it comes to boxing. When him and Conor McGregor did their prom- promotion, it's what they generated over three hundred mil. I mean, job well done between those men. They both won at the end of the night, so I don't see it happening. I mean he's fifteen oh it's been it's been two years since his last fight against connor, four years since the actual fight against professional boxer andre barreto so I don't know they would you would have to offer a hefty sum for floyd to come out of retirement and the thing is though not not only has it been four years since facing an actual professional boxing opponent as great as you are. And as phenomenal in the defense that Floyd has been known to be, and arguably the greatest defensive boxer of all time, you got to take into the fact that, man, I mean, he's old now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Manny's old. He's 40, but he's been still performing his tasks. He's still been fighting since the Mayweather fight. Uh, You know, Floyd, he's 42, he'll be 43 in February. So, him, you know, him or Manny teasing the idea of possibly a rematch, I don't see it occurring. Because if it does, I truly believe this it would be a significant turnaround. Because, man, four years, and while the other fighter, Manny Pacquiao, has been active, And he's 8-2 in his last 10 fights. And still performing at a high peak level. And hasn't shown any, you know, differential in his age whatsoever. Still performing like he's in his prime. Like I said, in that Keith Thurman fight, he was still charging at him. He was still being consistent come to 10, 11, 12 rounds. And what was wild to me was the fact that Come the last round Manny knew he had it in the bag So did his team Everyone in the crowd knew it He could have just danced around For the last three minutes That would have been it But that's not Manny Pacquiao he's t- He still charges at you he's, He gives you everything he's got every single round So I, couldn't, I can only imagine The mindset of Keith Thurman The dude who's 29 You know, Now he's 28 and 1 was undefeated prior to this fight. I can't imagine a 25, 29-year-old kid going to the fight, fighting a legend like Manny, but a legend that's well, well past their prime, and he's still coming at you. So, as I, as I stated before, Manny looks like he's 30, instead of 40. So, the interest in the rematch, I would, I would like to see it, but truth be told, they're just teasing it. I don't see it happening. And if it, if it does, that hefty sum of money, they get, it's got to be huge to offer Floyd Mayweather come out. But I don't, I don't see it occurring whatsoever. But who knows? I, I didn't, I never thought Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather would ever happen, but it did happen. They made it happen. And they made millions off that fight. They're promoting all the way up the, all the way up to the fight come August. So I guess anything's possible, I won't rule it out, but personally, I just don't see it happening. But with Floyd Mayweather, you never know, considering the fact that he, he's a man of the spotlight. He enjoys it. He thrives on it. So he loves promoting. So, it, it, it'll be interesting how things unravel in the next upcoming months. But for right now, it's just a tease, and I don't I don't see any reason why it would happen. But with that being said, I appreciate everyone listening in again. I know I've been pretty late on episodes lately, but this is Injury Reserve Podcast, and I'll catch y'all later.